This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 186. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you're new here and you're learning a language or trying to, then you're in the right place. This is where I talk to you about language learning, give you some of my experience about learning languages, from my experience of learning, about, give or take, about 10 languages, most of them really badly, but nevertheless, having the experience of going through that language learning journey and figuring out quite a few, I guess you'd call them truths along the way, commonalities, things that make language learning easier rather than harder. And today we've got a question that links what many of us dream about doing. It's the link It's the, the link between actually learning a language and then having the opportunity to go to the country to put it into practice and experience the local culture and everything else that that brings. Before we do that, I would like to thank the sponsors of the show. And the sponsors of the show are italki, who have been sponsoring the show for almost since the beginning. I love them. It is a place where you can find language teachers of all kinds, colors, shapes, sizes, and prices as well. But if you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson so you can pick a teacher, try him or her out and see how it goes. All right, then, without any further ado, let's get into today's question from Quinton. Hi, Ollie. My name is Quinton. I live in Arizona in the United States, and I've been studying Portuguese and Mandarin for a couple of years now. My Portuguese has now gotten to a point that it's pretty proficient. I can hold a conversation on most things. Uh, however, my Mandarin is still somewhat basic. I only know maybe 30 or 40 characters by heart. And I have an opportunity to go to China this summer and stay for an extended period. And my question is, is there anything you could suggest to help improve a little bit more? I only have about two months before I'll be going. Some people have suggested that I focus on learning all the radicals and phonetic symbols in order to learn more. Um, of the characters more easily. However, other people have said that with how little time I have, it would probably be better to just focus on the pinyin and on the verbal spoken language more so than anything else. But I'm not sure if that'll help me uh, when I'm trying to learn the written language while I'm there. So any thoughts, suggestions, or ideas for things I could do in the short amount of time I have to better prepare myself? Thanks. Hey, Quentin, thank you very much for a great question. And wow, that's so cool. You're going to China. I'm so jealous. I'm sure everybody else listening is jealous as well. I hope you have a really great time and I'm sure you are. You're really, really excited. There's two things you've got to think about here. The first thing is what are you actually going to do when you're there? Are you just going to hang out? Are you going to stay with the host family? Are you actually going to be in a school? That, that's the first question. The second question is, and this is probably the most, the most important question. What will you be able to do or what will you have the opportunity to do when you're in China that you don't currently get the opportunity to do in Arizona? Now, the the thing about Chinese is that you've got these two strands, right? You've got to, you've got to learn to read and write. Well, you don't have to actually, but most people want to. <laughs> you've got to learn to read, let's say, and then you've got to learn to speak. And although they're obviously very closely linked, you don't necessarily need one or the other. Now, we're not going to get into a discussion here about whether or not you should learn to read and write Chinese characters, because we've done that elsewhere. And also, I don't know that much about your situation, Quinton, so it's difficult for me to to comment. But I would have thought that if you're going to spend a bit of time in 
China, whether it's a couple of weeks or a couple of months, most likely the unique opportunity that, that presents itself from that trip is the opportunity to speak a lot with people. When it comes to reading and writing, if that is an aim of yours, if it's something you want to work on, you don't have to be in China to do that. You know, you can do that perfectly well in in your room at home in Arizona. You know, yeah, it's not so fun and yeah, it might be a bit slower, but really it's just a question of learning a lot of characters and and there's nothing there's nothing particularly unique about going to China for learning Chinese characters. You know, if you're just there for a few weeks, yeah, I mean you might pick up a few characters on the street, but really if you're going to improve your writing or your reading massively, you you it's going to mean you, you sitting in a room by yourself and studying. So, you know, you can do that back home in Arizona. So for me, the the really unique opportunity you've got is to speak. And in your situation, what I would be doing is to try to find as many or arrange as, as many speaking partners as I can in advance. What I found when I went to Hong Kong is that was that everybody spoke to me in English in the, in the sort of circles that I moved in. So I, the way that I got my speaking practice was actually going on uh, websites like conversationexchange.com and actually looking for pe- local people in Hong Kong who were up for doing uh, language exchange. And that worked out super well. But the point was that I had to actually go and organize it. In China, I don't think, from what I've heard, because I've never been to China, but from what I've heard, you won't have the same problem. It's not so common to speak English in, in China. And so you you should be able to get a lot of Chinese speaking practice there. So the first thing is that I would focus all of my ambitions during that trip on just speaking as much as possible. You know, that's that's the the opportunity you've got. And if you do spend, you know, a few weeks speaking nonstop, then you've got a great opportunity to really cross that threshold of of competence and confidence as well, that, that comes from just many, many hours of speaking and pushing through those language barriers and stuff. So that's the big opportunity. In terms of how to prepare for that, then I would get on italki. Uh, as you know, you can get a free lesson at italki. Uh, I will teach you a language.com forward slash free lesson. So use that if you haven't already. I'd find a couple of tutors on italki and I would just be speaking with them every day. You know, it's very affordable to get spoken Chinese practice online. So if you can, I would load up your days with like 30 minute speaking sessions. Every day, speak Chinese for 30 minutes. Just get into the habit of it. Get that that speaking muscle going. Um, and just, I mean, just do that, really. I mean, if, you're, if you're leaving, if you're going soon to China, you know, you're not going to make a massive inroads into your ability in, in, in just over a few weeks. So I think the biggest thing you can do is to get that speaking practice, get used to speaking Chinese on a daily basis so that when you arrive, you can really hit the ground running. Um, now, again, I don't know what your situation is, whether you're going to study in a school or whether you're doing a homestay uh, or, or what, or if you're just on a trip, or if you're going to be traveling around. All of those situations have slightly different uh, implications for you at and, and, and language practice, you know, if you're going, if you're doing a homestay, it's ideal because you just speak all day long. If you go into a school, then you get taught, so you don't have that much say. And then if you're just traveling, actually, that can be the most tricky of all because unless you're the kind of person who can just kind of like shamelessly speak in any situation, then it can actually be quite tricky to get structured speaking practice. So depending on the situation you're in, I would definitely look at trying to contact some people in advance and arranging 
to meet them for for language exchange. And the cool thing about that is then that's also a really good way to make friends and they can show you around the local place where you are. Um, you know, that's especially good if you're just going to be staying in one place. You know, we have lo- many, many uh, Chinese people listening to this podcast. So what you could do, Quentin, is go into the show notes, which will be at IWillTeachYouLanguage.com forward slash episode 186. Let us know where you're going to be going. And we might have some listeners here who will be able to to reply and uh, maybe they'd invite you to go for some food or, or have a chat in Chinese or something like that. It would be so cool if I could connect you with other uh, people locally where you're going. So go and let us know some more information in the comments. And if you're in China, if you're Chinese uh, and you'd like to help Quinton out and maybe show him around, depending on where he's going, go and reply in the comments and, and let him know and invite him to get in touch. I'm sure that would be uh, most welcome. So yeah, it's about that really. I think it's about really thinking what's the unique opportunity about going to China and how can I make the most out of it? And hopefully the suggestions here um, have given you some inspiration for that. And I hope you have a great time. Let us know how it goes. If you would like to ask me a question like uh, Quinton did, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask. And if you'd like to uh, leave a review on the show, that would be most welcome because it helps other people find the podcast. So just go to the iTunes store, search for I Will Teach You a Language, and you can leave me a review there. I'd love you forever if you did that. Now, at the end of every episode, I'd like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And this resource for today is actually a recent podcast episode that, that Quentin, you should definitely listen to because it will be good preparation for you. It's episode 153. And it's tips for learning languages abroad. Um, I recorded this at the new year whilst I was in Hong Kong. So it was really on my mind at that time. So have a listen to that. If you are planning a trip abroad at any point this year, check out this episode as well, because it will really give you some ideas on how to focus your time so you make the most out of it. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you back in the next episode for a very, very special one indeed. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but uh, you'll just have to listen uh, back for that next week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.